Then to voices are on for the key. Uh, I can enter this already. I'm not going to start until I start. All right, right. Yo guys, what's up? It's your boy Farron Khalid. I'm back again with another episode of Collective Connect. And today I've got two really awesome guys on the show. I've got Faya Alshay, who's a boxer, a gym instructor, and an actor more importantly than anything. And I've also got Alex Brock, who's his friend that he's brought along today, who's also an actor. Why don't you guys just introduce yourselves onto the show and tell us a little bit about what you do. I'll let Faya start first, seeing as you are my mate. Yes. I'm sorry you, Alex, just, yes. just for the record. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, no worries, um, yeah, my name's Faya Alshay and I'm a... Uh, actor from Cardiff and if I'm not on set I'm in a boxing gym I'm a professional boxing trainer I've got clients I train professional boxers and everyone from different kind of backgrounds yeah man boxing acting that's a bit of a mix isn't it yeah like, it is to be honest with you father yeah people find it um strange because usually you've got actors who if they're not on set they go like basically like just like a normal everyday job like yeah, a man's like, a five summit or get yeah. in a restaurant as a waiter like doing yoga exactly <laughs> when I like say, usual, yeah. like or they're still involved in the industry but they do something else which pays the bills but unfortunately for me no i get my hand smashed in every cool, day man. yeah what, what got you into boxing man was it something from young um what got by, me into by you? the way i got a picture of fair coming up this guy's a hench dude man so you're gonna know what <laughs> you know this boxing thing was serious yeah um on. what got me into boxing was years ago i think yeah my last fight was in 2014 I boxed for about 12 years and um, where I loved the sport so much but obviously I was doing the acting in between and the acting picked up obviously I had to pick because of the love of the sport I done my um, course to be a professional boxing trainer with the British Boxing Board of Control that's awesome man and what about you Alex man why don't you introduce yourself a little bit bro you said you're an actor and you've also said a few other things to me but I'll let you go ahead yeah um, up until four years ago I was a professional soldier Nice. Uh, and I kind of knew oh, salute <laughs> on the podcast listeners that's me saluting yeah. Um, yeah it's what I wanted to do since I was a kid right cool and it's when very I was, noble well, something like that that's a job yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but um, I, my heroes are the whole kind of Stephen Queen Robert Redford Clint Eastwood generation and they, yeah. all, they all came off the back end of World War 2 having done a bit yeah. of service yeah right and when I was I mean, I've been obsessed by films since I was knee-high to a midget, so I've right. kind of been all in it. And yeah, um, cool. when I was looking at, at, you know, film school and all that sort of stuff, I thought, well, how can you be an actor and, you know, tell stories if you haven't got much life to talk about? Right, for sure. So you feel like being an actor, you kind of need to, like, build your own personal character, in a sense, before you can actually go on and, like, persona <laughs> another character or be something else. Sorry, guys, our coffee's coming. <laughs> Half-time break. Yeah, so you, you said, like, going to the army, it must have built up your character quite a lot. Like, you must have went through quite a lot of things which, like, made you develop a lot as a person. Yeah, that's it, helped it, helps with your you, a lot? Uh, it helps you weather the storms well. Uh, and weird enough, film sets are a lot like the army. It's kind of... <laughs> I love that. Small. I'm going to quote that. <laughs> film sets are a lot like the army. That's awesome. But it's true. You've got to yeah, work yeah, horrendously long hours, get up very, very early in the morning, and you're working as part of a team with a small bunch of people who are all trying to achieve the same thing. Sure. What, how, what, what, what importance do you think there is on, like, teamwork? Because, like, I guess being in the army and now being in film, like, I guess, like, team dynamics matter so much. And, like... Neither how, of them are really? a one, one-man game. Okay. or a one-person game. Like, you can't make film or telly without the entire cast and crew. Without the entire set there as Everything. well. It's all, it's all part of a, of a group process. I think that's probably why I wanted to do something like this after the army, because I don't think I could go and do something on my own like that. I quite like working with other people. Right, yeah. And what, what do you think about like, the film process? But, like, what, 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 what do you think about the industry in general? Because I guess like, for a lot of the time, like, there are people like me who just watch TV and watch films and I do advertising as well, so I kind of have like some kind of industry context, I guess, in terms of production. 
but I guess for like the average person who doesn't know anything about how film works behind the scenes, maybe you could give them some insight? Yeah, so basically how the behind the scenes works for that is obviously it starts off with a script, as we all know, so I'll just break it down quickly. It starts off with someone's idea, then becomes as a script. They take it to someone then, then there's obviously the main thing out of it all and the main source is funding. And then as soon as they get funding, they get money, then they bring a producer in or an executive producer, then their job is then to find the casting director. The casting director's job is to cast the actors, then they bring the actors in and that's where our agents come in and they have to get a scene. Then we do the audition, self-tapes or whatever it is, and then it's passed down to us then, and they say, yeah, we picked the group. So when it picks everyone together then, then they pick a production company. Yeah, right, big process. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. massive process, yeah. and then they can go on forward with it and say, right, we, then you have to bring a locations manager in. Yeah. They pick the locations, yeah, we're good to go. Yeah. And then you get every, you've got staff, then you've got um, travel coordinators. Else. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's every travel coordinators. Yeah, the the sure. list goes on, do you know what yeah, I mean? Man. How do you find it, like, like, as an individual kind of creative or an individual actor within that whole process, does it feel sometimes you could be kind of drowned out when there's so much going on around you that you feel like it's hard to actually kind of get the break in a sense where there's so much but I don't know it's uh, there's such a long process for everyone and I think I've worked behind camera a lot in the preceding years I still do and I see the behind the camera process from you know top end to the bottom end and I feel that as a freelancer, if you are a freelance set designer, if you are a freelance graphics artist, you're more likely to have more work on a more regular basis if you don't do necessarily one of the creative jobs. And that could be anything from writers to the actors to everything else that you can think in that right. little kind of space. So it's actually it, yeah. it's being seen as an actor and being recognised as a creative that's actually probably one of the hardest jobs. Yeah, no, I agree. Because like in advertising, for example, like I'm an advertising creative, but I'm also a strategist. So strategy gets me through the door because strategy is consistently, like creative and strategy is both needed, but like creative is kind of, you just use your mind. So it's like, you're not, you're not execution. Whereas like graphic designer, he executes actually makes something like constantly. Whereas like, we're like the independent creative variable. And I think sometimes like, what do you think the industry can do to better like help young creatives come through but also help creatives who are trying to push themselves through do you see any gaps or do you see any problems in general which uh, kind of be filled without you guys being sure no no I've got I've got, really, I've got very directional thoughts on this yeah cool which is basically it's all about hard work uh, okay right, there is so. no there is no yeah. substitute for hard work there oh, is no, nothing that you can do which is like Oh, can you get me in through the back door, back door and suddenly yeah. I'm the most amazing creative at yeah. BBH? That shit's not yeah, going to yeah, happen. Sure. Yeah, You've got to not. be there. For t- uh, someone said yeah. to me, like, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Yeah, no, it's a sure. 10-year process of, yeah. like, I want to do that, to, like, oh, hold on, I'm actually going to be doing the things I want to be doing. Yeah. And if you can't start stand there on day one and think, I'm not going to be doing what I want to be doing for 10 years and go, yeah. I still want to do it, then don't fucking do it. Yeah, don't start, man. You have to have yeah, that thing. like, so I want to yeah, be course, in this world. Yeah, this is... I've been in the industry 19 years, 10 years professionally, and it was only last year I got a break. And like mm. going back to what Alex just wow. said, it's, it's, it's a long process, and you've got to have that um, mindset of the, the next three, four, five years. Whereas if I took it back now, mm. 10 years, for example, when I st- started doing it professionally, and someone said, Oh, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to work with the Russo brothers, oh, you're yeah. going to be in this movie, go to Cannes Film Festival, yeah. you're going to do all this, yeah? I'm going to be like, Mate, uh, where you. Yeah. And it's happened. Well, you smoke. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's true. But then when you persevere, that shit. yeah, when you persevere, yeah, I man, think yeah. you've got the the right team around you. That's very crucial. You got the right team. You're with that. It starts with yourself. Before you open the front door and you go to work, you got to have that mindset and think, right, what do I want to achieve today? And that's what I think. I think, right, I want to open the door. 
whatever's even in the gym and I always refer boxing to acting yes it's not brutal so for the record for the listeners I'm going to repeat that mm-hmm. it's not as brutal as boxing I know that but what <laughs> I mean is with the confidence stuff so yeah. I treat an audition like a fight right. so I warm up Outside, I warm up my vocals, and like I said, the audition I'd done earlier, I'd, I'd, I'd run it three times. Yeah, That's right. like me warming up on the pads. So I refer it as a fight game because you're fighting, because I'm yeah. fighting against other actors. For sure, yeah. So whoever's exactly. the fitness is going to win the fight. For sure, man. So, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I loved, yeah so, what, I loved what you said as well. You said it's like having the right team around you. Yeah, you've got to have it. Yeah. You're not going to cultivate that. Met. As simple as yeah, that. Man. You're not going to cultivate. That's how we met. Like when I, yeah. see, I always, always use the uh, expression which I got off Kevin Spacey is I always send the elevator back down, which yeah. you've got to, like if someone phones, if I, when I'm on set yeah. Oh, oh yeah I, I, I haven't got an agent Yeah no problem Get all the mind you are, I'll get you in the door What's right. the matter What you need No problem I do boxing training Do you need sparring yeah. I know someone in London yeah. you, You've got to help Because yeah. what happens Is good karma For example yeah, Homeland man. A couple 100%. of weeks ago I was in the barbers And I was telling Alex And um, I got offered To audition for a, Three different parts In December but they wanted Pushtu speakers. Now Pushtu is what the Taliban speakers. Northern Pakistan is the uh, is um, Patan. Right, it's like okay. different languages, really hard. Yeah, cool. I said I can't speak it. No yeah, problem. Man, I have to get the Babble app, but man, this is a sponsored ad by Apple, uh, Babble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, what happened was I was in the barbers. I had my PayPal below. Begun. Carry on. I was in the barbers and I heard a friend of mine, he's a barber, he's cutting someone's hair, his phone rang. Right. Long story short, I asked him what language was he speaking, he said Pushtu. I said, you fancy a couple of weeks work yeah. in Morocco I on love Homeland. that you offered it out to a barber. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, well, he was like, seriously, I said, yeah, quickly, yes or no, I, I'll email. So I've done an email anyway, long story yeah, short. Sure. Bang, he went over there for two weeks. Uh, and then look what happens, the day he gets back. Right, how rare that is. Yeah, wait, wait, it happened in the barber store. He the got barbers. his barber a job on a on telly on, on, on Homeland as a translator <laughs> and the day he gets back wow. my agent what, phones was he, me was and he says, not an actor or was he just like no he's just a barber dude. Osman wow. he's a barber Dive because up. he can speak Pushtu he got on Homeland shout out to Fair man like, yeah trust got your, me man you got your barber a job exactly and, and there was like the BBC I don't and know. it's not just a, it's a big show yeah it's, it's, a, yeah, it's yeah. Homeland it's a last season it's a last season it's all to do with like the American government and that's right yeah the Homeland yeah so basically then the day he comes back my agent brings me it says you've got an audition for it in London Friday. Mm. So see how I believe in karma? I'm a strong yeah. believer in karma. This is why I'll, I'll help everyone. He was like, yeah. oh, shall I buy you anything? Do you have to do? I said, no, no, I'm a strong believer in, yeah. in karma. I said, God, don't pay me back. Yeah. I said, sure, I send good positive energy out. For positive sure. energy comes, comes back, back in. I said, in, don't yeah. give to receive. For I sure, said, just man. take the job, go over there, be good, get your head down, listen and watch all the time. Yeah, Make man. good contacts, the people will look after you. I got hold of them over there and said, look, I'm sending my mate over to the yeah. ones who knew him. Right, and it yeah. works like that. And again, like I say, going back to Alex, when he said about the graphic designers, it's a rat race together. Right. I'm telling you, we're all rats. Yeah. Picking like that. Look how many yeah. people's in the industry trying to get that top one. Once you get in that top one, it's not about holding it. This yeah. is what I've done. Once I got it, yeah, I set right. it back down. Cool, I, I love that. I set it back yeah. down when you cannot kill, but do you know what, brother? will kill you. It's lonely up there. Yeah. I've seen people, they're not happy. They're getting the best roles. Sure. They've got their houses. They've got cars. Sure. I'm like, why yeah. are you happy? They said, you know what, they? He said, I got my break, and do you know what i done? Yeah. I held on to it. Yeah. When other people was asking me only for little favours in the yeah, industry, yeah, yeah. and I didn't want to give it to them because yeah, they man. wanted the storm. 100%, they wanted to ride that wave to themselves. And listen, yeah. that wave's going to come up, going to come off yeah. that surfboard. Yeah, I said, send yeah. it back down, and they'll keep you up there, and it's happy because yeah. it's lonely up there. I see what it does to people. You gotta, you gotta send it back down, man. Yeah, there's, there's a book by Simon Sinek, and it's called Leaders Eat Last. And I think we're all individual leaders in our own lives, and it's kind of like about a process of giving and giving what you know to other people, and giving the context you have to other people. Because if you hold on to it, eventually you place so much value on it, and you become so attached to it, it'll eventually slip away from you. Because like, if you're yeah, so attached to something, 100%, 100%. There's a, there's a, the, the energy around you, you notices the attachment, and eventually it's like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, well, so you asked me earlier about the. Um, 
about the army and acting. And it's funny you mentioned that quote. What was it leaders eat last? Leaders eat last. Yeah. There's two things from I went to officer training in the army, and the uh, the motto underneath Sandhurst is called serve to lead. Serve to lead. Right. And the whole ethos is you must serve your soldiers first in order for you to be able to lead them. Right. And then I went and joined a cavalry unit, and then there was a second. There's another. Another uh, saying in that unit, which was horses, men, self, which means at the end of the day, you make sure the horses are fed, then you make sure the men are fed, and then yeah. you feed yourself. And the idea being is you have to put everyone else before you yeah. in order before you can take yeah. your turn. At the, the way, and the way that uh, applies is just kind of... You have, to, you have to have your eyes open and to be able to see the world in front of you and understand it's not just about you. Mm. And that if you're a director or a producer... Filming is a bun fight. You know, your, a location will get dropped at the last minute, and suddenly you have to try and find a new one to film in. And I, uh, Neil was saying something that I've got. I've been on. through that. It's not nice as well. I've it's horrible, isn't it? I've done films, and it's like you lose it last minute, and you're just like, oh my god, who can I call? Who's my contact? But that know? right there, that's, it, yeah. that's when you yeah. work out who the heroes are, right. because they suddenly there'll be some people that will hit that moment, and then their whole world will crumble. Right. And it's yeah. at that moment you say, right. We're going to do this. We'll go and shoot that scene in that house over there. Then we're going to turn around and do this. We can do this. We'll do that on the fly. A little bit of a gorilla shot on this one. What can we get away with? And you go, rather than have a 100% option, which is like, this is 100% what we wanted, things go to wrong. You say, well, what's the next 80% option? What can I go and do that will achieve the same effect that is going to mean that I can cross the line? It's like this idea of, like, responsibility. And, like, responsibility, you can break it into two words. So it's response and the ability. It's like the ability to respond. And okay. it's like a lot of the times when you're like trying to start something, calm on the fire. Do something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're calm on the fire, pretty much. And like, it's like when you you're, when you're starting something and when you're doing something, sometimes you just have to use what you got. Because I think sometimes, like, for creative people I know, especially I know so many creative people like this, they're very perfectionist in their mindset, and I think it hinders them so much with actually moving forward. It's it's such so, a weird space to be in because obviously, when you look at the people who were obscene perfectionists, people like Steve Jobs. Yeah. It's people, when they look back at it now, they kind of go, well, it was that, that chase for perfection yeah, that right. made yeah. it what it was. It's like people look at the Steve Jobs and think, yeah. Well, Did they ever perfection. go and speak to the people that were working for him at the time? Oh, yeah, thought he apparently was he was a dick, man. Awful. He's yeah. more than a dick, dude. I mean, the stories yeah. you read in the what book. What was he? Dude, Steve he, Jobs, he, yeah. he, what was he, he just... He just didn't speak to his 13-year-old daughter. Yeah, and he treated his, his people that work for him like cattle. And you kind yeah. of go... Left his wife, left his daughter, everything, man. And yeah, I watched. I, I think I watched the films. So yeah, don't the take film. the films. Yeah. <laughs> Being 100% yeah, what, I, didn't I, didn't I didn't realise he was like that, was he? He was. But he was, he, was an, he was an absolute perfectionist. So what, so, but then you see, the, you see the iPhone or the yeah. iPad, which is or whatever the so first... So revolutionary at the time. At the time, it was like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah. And sometimes, there are, I think there's time for chasing perfection yeah, and then there's sure. times for like I paint right, okay, and I can cool. obsess about whether or not I think a painting's done right, okay, and then cool. sometimes I kind of go just fucking walk away from it it's done you yeah, can't do anything more yeah, yeah, and there are right. times when I haven't been able to walk away from it yeah. I do something and I go yeah. I've just ruined it but how do yeah, I start again yeah, right. and I you have to like, know when to step yeah. away and when to kind of go I've achieved what I want to achieve mm. and that's good enough yeah it is there's a pinnacle of where you want to get to because we all start off and we want to be in these roles we want to be in this role and you get and then there's obviously you get to that extent and it's like right what's next do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the world champions. They, they, got, they start off 
like area titles, right. British title, European, yeah, yeah. fringe world title, and if I got a world title, rest I'm world champion. It doesn't stop. Yeah. There's other world champions and there's other levels to it when you reach that. Sure. So you get to all these film parts and you think, right, I'm going to play this role now. Brilliant. Then it loves you, and then basically they're going to take you right out your comfort zone and offer you the biggest role of your career, yeah, the right. best money you're ever going to get. You're mm. the lead role. You're number one on the call sheet, <laughs> but they're going to say this is what you got to do. Yeah, right. You're going to crack. Yeah, man. Do you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So even though we want to get to that, right, we, we're climbing to the top of the mountain, right, we get to the top of the mountain, we stick the flag in. Yeah, right. There's other stuff that we got to go, oh, I didn't know I got to do this now. Yeah, right. But you don't know until you get to the top. Right, I guess it's like each time you go to a new level of, like, success or you go to a new level of, like, actually, like, getting towards a greater deal of responsibility with your work. There's new, like, things, which new challenges which come with another it. Another level, another devil. It doesn't matter yeah, how high you go. That's it, man. It's like... Like uh, it's a, not a good example in this context, but I guess it is more money, more problems, or like you know more. Op- yeah, more course, it is more problems. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. It's a hundred percent because the more, like he said, being on set, like when we was on set at the Baghdad Central set, they're long hours. Your costume, and then even though I know Arabic and my dialogues in Arabic, and for the audience, Baghdad Central is on the. Yeah, tell us about se- that, Yeah, Baghdad yeah. Central is September on Channel 4 is a six-part drama based on a novel by Elliot Collar. 70% is in English and 30% is in Arabic with English subtitles. And my dialogue will be in Iraqi. And nice even though I play Omar, who's a bodyguard yeah. and a driver for the lead actress, I still had to have training and they could hear my Iraqi, yeah. my Welsh accent in the Iraqi. Really? So yeah, they loved it. It was crazy. They was calling me to speak to different people. They said, right. just speak Arabic. Listen, yeah. to this, listen to his Arabic. Yeah. So like, even I had to have teaching. Yeah, so you right. have to have that and then you come back and then it's frustrating then it's long hours continuity where you're here yeah. cut in and offsets these guys where they played military guys with guns yeah, their guns sure. got to be loaded and all the safety like yeah. it's all nice going to it but you know the actual the lead up the right. preparation for them yeah, yeah, yeah. is hard isn't it let's yeah, be yeah. honest the prep the preparation for it all do you know what yeah. I, I actually like the prep depending on the job uh, because it means I've got the job <laughs> it's, it's to me the worst thing is, is, is wanting the job and not getting the job and I, I have to be very aware of where I'm at because I'm still relatively new I mean I've been doing this for four years right okay cool um, so you're relatively new and you're still like so yeah carry on I think there's I can't remember what the, the I'll murder it. There's just the beginner's mindset. Right, yeah. You always that. have to have the beginner's mindset. Yeah. It doesn't matter what level you're talking about. So always at. a student. Yeah. Always a student. And always, the thing yes, is, is that I've just spent the last week doing a, an improv course. Right, cool. You know, and that was hard work. I mean, yeah. it was. You, you watch it on Saturday Night Live or, or UCB or anything like that, and you yeah. think, oh, that looks really cool. Yeah. And then you still have to be learning. And right. I had a, bi- a big life lesson this week, which I never thought I was going to have, but I'll talk to you about it afterwards. I'll keep it off the podcast. Cool. Um, which means that I, I, you know, I have to look back. I'll, I look back at the jobs by the either positive or negative experiences and say, what have I learned from this? Yeah, job? that's good. You do that because a lot of people they have experiences but they don't analyze them and they don't think why. These it's not after uh, post like, fight. Oh, what do you call it? Post fight review. I used to call it after action reviews. It's yeah, like, yeah. what have you done and how can I do it better next yeah. time? Yeah, of course. There's a there's a nice um, different books I've been reading on. There's a company called Build and Become. Okay, cool. And there's a different books there. There's yeah. a philosopher, uh, different I'll philosophers. Add, I'll add a link. To yeah, the, yeah, different. Yeah, it's brilliant books, and I've been reading them. There's different philosophers on philosophy about life, mm. and there's different ones like on money, why we want money, mm. even down to like children, right. why we want boys, why we want girls, what yeah, makes us right. happy, yeah, why we want sure. things in life. Mm. It is, and then they split it up to you. Then in the middle of the book, then they get a pie chart mm. and show you the different percentage of things. And there's one philosopher where they wanted to know the the power of. Um, 
from having another mind with you. Mm. And they, for the year, these guys, they changed themselves to each other. Mm. And the things that they achieved was unbelievable. They're famous guys, they're famous story. They changed each other. They changed, they changed um, up, they were, for a year mm. to each other for the whole year. So anything they'd done, they'd done it together. And they just showed you how the mind works with just two of you. Wow, and what about when their you, girlfriends, man? That's pretty tough. Yeah, when you, that I, one they're room probably room. ancient Greeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good... Um, it's a good Greeks are pretty crazy, man. So do you? Um, yeah, but no, it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Your audience, what are they? What are they looking for books to read and things that are kind of? Yeah, so my audience are. I, I believe my audience are looking for like new insights on how to live their life because it's, it's mainly focused on younger people, like eighteen right. to twenty-four. And I think sometimes you're in that stage where you really need to develop the mindset before you go out. And, oh, like, dude, hundred percent. I think like it all starts off with the mind, and then you can kind of go on and then like tackle the world how you want. But also, people are quite interested in projects. So you guys said you do acting, for example, and you talk about Baghdad Central. You talk about being in the army, and like. It's also about talking about ideas or like something you, you see in society or something which you see as a wrong, which needs to be right. And then we could take it further, develop it into a project, maybe partner with a company. I've got a thing for you then. But go on, yeah, yeah. Tell us something you actually like, you see in the world today, which you think like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on, I'm going to ask you something, yeah, but I'll let yeah, you go yeah. first. Yeah. Mentorship. Mentorship, mentorship is huge. Okay, cool. And it's finding someone who is about 10 to 15 years ahead of you, be it a uh, a creative or in business or whatever someone who's kind of trodden the path that you are currently treading so they've been through it mm. so when you've got problems mm. you can phone them up and say I've got a, a close friend who's my mentor um, Simon and he he's done very well for himself and whenever I've got an issue I'm like phone, yeah. I'm on the phone to him and said I've got this up this certain thing for acting has come up that mm. I'm not experienced in joining about it. And he's like, yeah. yes, and he'll just let me, let me know. And yeah. now I know people that have it in business, creatives and advertising. You know, if you're yeah. a junior creative in an advertising agency, yeah. you know, are you mates with some of the senior creative uh, duos? Sure. That when you've got a small project coming in, look, I don't know what I'm doing. Any chance you can just help me out? And I, you'll find that you just have to ask. And a lot of the time, there are a lot of people out there who actively want to help younger people. Yeah, right evolve right cool. they just want to see that that person isn't hungry for something i guess no you have to be hungry but you can't take this free priceless advice right. uh you can't treat it yeah without the respect that it actually deserves yeah because i feel like sometimes like you get people who give you advice but it's so easy to just go through one ear and out the other or it's like you, you you take it in as like a kind of like grandma truth or some old kind of saying but really like these and older then six sayings, years later you go oh shit he oh was shit right. he was so bloody right man i should have done something about that um that's awesome i actually work for a company called the big youth group and uh we actually help young people get mentors and like business oh, amazing different cool. industries and creative stuff like that so i could talk to you guys about that after i think you guys would be keen on that that's awesome about mentorship. I'm probably going to write up a blog on the back of that, actually, about mentorship. So that'll right. go somewhere. If you guys haven't got a mentor today, go get yourselves one. Um, Faya, I've got a question for you, bro. And you can answer this. Um, answer this if you want to answer this if you don't. Yeah. Um, fully down to you. So um, I remember, like, you were talking about, I was looking at one of your Instagram posts, and you were talking about, like, Muslim men or men from, a, let's say, an Asian background, for example, getting into acting. Or something along them lines. Maybe you know exactly what I'm on yeah. about. Could you develop about that? Like, yeah. maybe, like, because it could talk about, like, uh, kind of like not, not discrimination in the media but like kind of like preferences in the yeah media of course yeah so. basically like, I've I, I got a counter argument to it as well but I've also got an argument I've got devil's advocate but I also agree with you so go yeah on. of course yeah so how I look at it is people who's first coming into the industry I think years ago it was different and I think anyone coming into the industry now and, and this is uh, uh, this is obviously my opinion and this is what the motto I've always used is you haven't got no choice 
if you're just starting, you're going to be pushed into that bracket mm. where you're going to play the terrorist yeah. and you're always going to be typecast yeah. until you're a name like Riz Ahmed. Right. And Riz Ahmed wouldn't do it and he refused for four years. Yeah. And once I'm a name, then I can turn around and say, no, I don't want to play that role. Mm. i tell you what, let him play that role. Mm. Let me be the FBI agent who's looking for him. That was the... I think it was Riz that said it, but he said something along the lines of, I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. 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 So he says, I want to be a young guy from Birmingham who is part of MI5. Yeah, right. That cool. just happens to be Muslim. Yeah, I think it adds that, a good narrative as well. 100%. 100%. Yeah, of course it is. It is, yeah. It's, um, you get, like, obviously I've been lucky with the last two roles. I've been typecast, but I've been playing good guys. Good Arab guys, like a SWAT officer in Mosul. And um, in Baghdad Central, yes, it's an Arabic, yes, I'm Iraqi, but I'm a good guy, I'm a bodyguard and a minder for the actress, the lead actress. But going back to what your question was, yeah, w- once you start and they look at you, it's all by the look. Yeah. It's your headshot what gets you in the room. Yeah. They'll look at him and think, okay, then he can pass as the, the Muslim terrorist guy, terrorist yeah. number one. Yeah. Uh, in, in your career, guy. do you feel like it's happened a lot where you've been stereotyped? Oh, yeah, all through my career yeah. I've been stereotyped. Mm. Right the way through it, even until now. Do you think that's like a natural consequence of like... I guess one, maybe the films you're applying to, because maybe if they're, if they're action-based, I guess you're probably going to get more roles which are more leaning towards that. Although that doesn't have to be the case. Yeah, sure, of course it does, yeah. But what happens is, is whatever they, I think, whatever they write and they see what's happening in the world, is easy for them to... But even, I think, going to Alex now, like, if there's someone um, going to make a film now, and they want the FBI agent or they want the police officer, they'll cast Alex. Yeah, fuck you, Alex. So even, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so even though... No, but the, I've got... I mean, for me... Even though, like, white people as well, <laughs> A typecast. It's not just like Asian or Arabs. I know we are mostly. The reason why we say that is because we're always playing the bad guys. But like I said, and when I was in a play as well in um, with National Theatre Wales, and um, Sir Patrick Stewart, he came to watch us. Actually, he was in a German theatre, and he was there. And Equity invited us to have a talk with him. And we asked him, and he said exactly the same thing. He said, "Be typecast until you no longer have to." So he said, "Unfortunately, when you're starting off in your career, you're not a name. No one knows who you are. How can I turn on to my agent now and say?" As I said to her, "What's the role for in Homeland? It's playing the lieutenant. I don't want it. I can't. I'm not in a position to say that. Does that make sense?" probably the core of the point it's like you may be typecasted or you may be put into like a grouping of who you may be and people may make preconceptions about who you are if you're like let's say any minority any racial group you know it's always going to happen yeah. if you're white and you come into like i don't know like the black community people are going to be like yo vanilla ice white boy and if you, you know what i mean like you're going yeah, into like a film for example i don't know some some shit like yeah, that of course. it's kind of like moving forward anyway making a name for yourself i think it's yeah, like of course it's because so i guess sometimes like people feel kind of like feel hard done by and they don't yeah. do anything this is one of the main points as well which is crucial which I noticed in my career to actually get to that point where I can turn around and say I'm not playing them roles anymore mm. I have to be typecast yeah. and I said to people try and work that one out mm. I said I have to be typecast I said to get work you need to be seen yeah, so yeah. if I'm not working being typecast yeah. how's people going to know who I am because yeah, if I'm exactly. playing a bomber in one film and someone looks at me and thinks you know what if I shave him and give him a good haircut yeah. he can play a police officer Yeah, exactly. Man. so I need yeah. to be typecast to I, get to that yeah, stage yeah. where then I can look back at my career and say well no more roles now I'm an established actor I'm not doing any of them yeah, no cool. I'll, no, yeah. no no and if you're ever in that position you're actually in a pretty good place when it comes to your acting <laughs> I mean, yeah of course it is yeah. enough, but can, to get to that place yeah. unfortunately no I still got to play the Muslim bomber one yeah. terrorist blah 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 yeah. and other people can disagree with me when a lot of people have yeah. and we've had rows about it and I say listen there's different strokes with different folks right. but fortunately yeah. my opinion in my career I've been in this industry 19 sure. years and I've seen it change a lot yeah. and hey, my background is, is theatre I've got to ask you yeah 
Uh, I watched. Uh, Jack- I love this part of the podcast Jack. where you two just speak. I'm Sorry. Just there, like, yeah, uh, I'll leave you guys to it. So we can <laughs> talk about active powers, but <laughs> yeah. um, on because I'm I'm quite keen on this topic. Uh, on Jack Ryan, the new thing on Amazon Prime. Um, weird enough, the most intriguing character to me was the guy that played the lead terrorist, and the reason being is which that- one was it? Ali Sulman. I haven't watched it enough. I was yeah, I also seen it, but they, basically they show so him all alleys, are they? <laughs> they? No, no, but they show his radicalization from the age of like three, all the way to where he is today, in mm. order to try to explain to people why he got so fucked over in his life mm. that he would even consider going down that particular right. path. Yeah, right. and yes, he's been typecast because he's a middle-aged Muslim guy, and that fits the need for that particular role. Yeah. but he plays the most intriguing character on that entire show and say look is this a positive place to be in am I telling a good story here am I I think it's when those roles are are badly thought out badly written they don't ask the question why or how could you or what put you in that place and if the writing's great but it's a despicable character because I could be asked to play a white paedophile guy or like a fucking high school I'm not a paedophile I think someone said when I was uh, reading something recently which is like you you can't despise the character Mm. even if it's the complete polar opposite to who you are as an individual but you just have to work out where is the humanity in that person for sure yeah and then you have to say you have to take you take the ego out of all of this and say look are we making good telly Mm, are we making yeah. good stories are we trying to move the world forward yeah. piece by piece by piece yeah, man. and it's not going to turn out the way you want it the first couple of times mm. or for the first 10 years or for the first 15 years but yeah. if you can enjoy what you do and say look this is I mean are you having a fun time doing it mm. I've had jobs that I haven't had a fun time doing it mm. but there's not at one point where I ever go Dude, I'm not working McDonald's. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I fucking love what I do. Yeah, I will get up sure. at four o'clock in the morning yeah. for three months on the yeah, trot because my favourite place is to be on a film set. Yeah, yeah of course. Totally that's it. Yeah. Everything around you. When you once you get that nod, and they say, "Yeah, you got the role," and then someone else takes over mm. your emails. There's nothing to do with your agent then. Yeah. And they're like, "Hi, I'm the travel coordinator. This is your flight." And once you get over there, it's a different. It's a different world. Yeah. You're getting treated like, "Yeah, it's hard, but it's nice." And when you come to the end product and you watch it on telly yeah. or on cinema or whatever is going to be shown you're like yeah. you know what I remember shooting that time and doing this and good feeling yeah so it is it is yeah, it's, it's, like nice whenever, it's like whenever I finish a project I'm working on I've been putting a lot of work into it when it finally comes to life it just makes it feel so worth it it's like yeah, it's, of course, like, obviously, it's like this release it's like wow this is like so and cool. then and another thing yeah, and then another you're sitting there like 10 minutes later like what's next and then another thing as well is we is what we signed up for. Right. So this is why I say to people, listen, it's all nice when you've seen my stories, or if I'm doing this and I'm mm. filming in this and they see the photos. Mm. But I say it's, it's, it's long days. Yeah. It's tiring. I said, Abba, this is what I signed up for. I say, say to people, you want to do it? Except you've got to be able to um, ex, ex, um, expect, uh, accept rejection. I said, they're long hours, they're mm. long days. I, I said, you're... Like my my fees are easily over six seven hundred pound a year mm. for like IMDb spotlight, mm. um, equity headshots, show reels, keeping everything on top yeah. of each other, on top of things. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Sure. So it's all relevant. That yeah. costs like six seven hundred pound a year. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So it's a lot of time and money, which personally for me is I invested in myself, mm. in myself as a person, me Thea. I invested a lot of time and money in myself yeah. to get what I am today. Because no one will help you in this industry. What happens is they want you to get to where you are. 
but once you get there they all start stepping back mm. do you know what I mean because they're like oh it's, they say they'll never make it it's too hard he's in the hardest it's the hardest nut, nut to crack but right, I cracked right. the nut yeah. because I believed in myself for sure man there's yeah. no one you can turn to in this yeah it's not like a team yeah. do you know what I mean and what happens you build this I always say this when I went to the different colleges before I went back to Morocco and I spoke to their performing arts departments is you build this other character which you start speaking to yourself yeah. you probably do it we all do it every day yeah. every single human being talks to himself yeah, where you'll right, say oh do you reckon I'm going to get this yeah, or we say oh yeah. shit where's that thing to we speak to ourselves whether we like or not in this acting game which I've noticed I created this other character mm. it got that bad far that sometimes I'd be coming home from a casting on the train. I can even look at myself in the in the mirror, in the wow. in the wow. window of my reflection, mate. When I'm thinking, what am I doing? I've got a kid. I've got to pay my bills. Do you know? Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm thinking, right, I'm putting all this money in, and nothing's coming in. There's a lot of money. Like, look, today cost me 120 pounds. No, if I don't get this job. That's £120 gone. Yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah, no, do you know what I mean? So it's a lot of money and time you've got to invest in yourself. But as if it's what you want, yeah, you've man. got to do it as simple as that. That's so why I said to people, there's a list. Yeah, but it's inspiring. Yeah, it's, it's a table yeah. like that. I, yeah. I, I, books, I said, I could be here for the next five years telling yeah. you guys. I said, the people say to me, I want to do acting or my daughter wants to do it. I've helped loads of people. They lasted two, three months. Yeah, gone. Gone. Because yeah, they can take the rejection. People they they can out, take, man. yes. Yeah, I said, listen, you've got to keep picking. I said, it's the hardest ones. I said, I'm talking to myself, saying, what are you doing? Just gotta stop, no more now. And I take like say six weeks off, mm. and my agent done for me. Something's come up, yeah. and then now I've started to evaluate things, and I'm thinking, listen, it's, it costs money. Yeah, right. Like I even said to her, no mail, emails, anything comes up, phone me. Mm. Explain to me what the role is, how the longs are role for, yeah. where it is, how much they're paying. Yeah. Is it worth me doing it? I said I come into that space of my career now, where I can ask her that. Building up to it, I couldn't. I didn't have no choice. Yeah. But where I am now, I can. Do you understand what I mean? And yeah, that's another thing, man. People Shout out known. to Leone. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Shout out Leone. Shout cool. out Leone Morris at TTA, our agent. Yeah, I can put her Instagram or her out or something in there. Yeah, of course, like, yeah. She's Shout great. out to Leone. I loved, I loved the one thing you said there. We have, we always speak to ourselves and there's always like the two selves. There's like the, the one you speak to and the one you're being. And it's kind of like the one you speak to is the oh, one you determine is the one you're going to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that chat you have with that person's really going to affect yeah, the and then who do you go right to? Now. It's like, you're not, not sort of like obviously embarrassed, but like you can't like you know you can't go to your missus or your wife you yeah. can't even go to one of the boys because yeah. what are they going to say yeah. two taps on the back don't worry you'll be alright listen yeah. what are we doing later yeah, man. you don't want to hear that yeah, basically exactly. you want to yeah. hear the stuff like you said with this yeah. character we're building in our head yeah. it's telling us a negative thing so the yeah. thing is as humans being straight away yeah. when the audition comes in I think of the worst yeah. I'm not going to get it I told myself it's straight in. I'm like, what are you doing? Shut yeah, up. Yeah, shut up. You're yeah, going to get it. Be co- confident. Yeah. If you don't get it, I'm yeah. all. Rip the, rip yeah, the script so up and he goes, on to the next. Yeah. I was going to say, like, on to the next. It depends on like your, your men, everyone's inner voice or whatever we're referencing. It's different. Yeah. Is like, it, I, I, yeah. I've, I work every day or, you know, re- behind camera on commercials. I mm. see how many levels of filters there are from client and agency and creative down to the actors and mm. realise that I'm going to walk into an audition, either bit for a commercial audition or, bit, or for a theatrical audition. It's just not in my hands. Yeah. It's either they want to see when you walk in the door, oh, that's the guy. Oh, and he can act. Oh, that's great. We're yeah, going forward. Sure. Sometimes we'll walk through that door and he go, that's not the guy. It's yeah. never going to happen. Right. And I'm not going to get, I'm not going to wrap myself around the axle and get miserable about that yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Fuck man. no. It's yeah. just, I have to respect myself and know that I might go into 20 auditions 
and on that 20th audition they go fuck that's the guy yeah right and then yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that thing and that's yeah, why you have to take 19 rejections to get yeah, of course to one it's, it's a, yeah. and people don't like rejection no, of course it, it conflicts with who they yeah of course it because it knocks your confidence it's not nice it knocks your confidence it happened to me and I was starting to um I started like you know questioning my skills. I thought, do I have to go back to drama school? Do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? What am I doing? And it's I see it's like a slingshot. Yeah. It's pulled you back yeah. to propel you further. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, where I am now, don't get me wrong. If I don't get this, obviously, it's like you know, oh, okay, yeah, still, but then it's on to the next forward, next yeah. day, two days, another clue wears out. Yeah, as soon as exactly. the iron pulls down, bam, yeah. you switch it on again. Let's yeah. on to the next. It's like you said. Yeah. And then it's a true saying where they say once you get these big ones, yeah. they all start coming in for you. Yeah, but again, yeah. to get that big one, yeah. you have to, to go, go dig the trenches. The you dig in your own trenches, no yeah. one behind you. There is yeah. no one gonna turn around and say, give me the shovel, I'll do it for you. For sure. You're digging your own trench. And I think it's actually quite like it's quite a good thing in a sense. You could, like getting rejected quite a lot. It actually builds you yeah, up. Of course so much it builds as a you up, yeah, it's strong and, and it's like you can you. deal with like the tragedy of life almost and all like the bad things that come with it. It's like, I read an idea in a book, it says, it's quite big, but when your father dies, you should be the one who's going to hold up the, um, the, uh, the casket, right? Yeah, you should be the one who's going to carry it. I think, like, building yourself up where you have reliance on yourself because you've been rejected and because you've been through these hard things and building that fortitude within allows you to take on the world in a way which is, like, forthright and to the best way you possibly yeah, can. Yeah, of course it is. So, 100% I mean, right. I think, it's yeah, 100%. So. You've got to be able to take rejection and it's how you bounce back from it. Right, for sure. It's how you, it, it crack you, yeah, right. it, you crumble, but you need to be, come back twice as stronger. Because sure. some people will just crumble and let the industry beat yeah, up. Yeah, Never yeah, ever yeah, have yeah. I ever, ever let the industry well, beat me. Don't get me wrong, yeah. it's knocked me down, but I just got straight back up, put that yeah. gum shield straight back yeah. in my mouth, bit my teeth and said, come, it, let's go again. That's is that why having a basis in something like boxing? I mean, like, I've got my basis is based on military stuff. Your, your basing is with boxing. Thing, yeah. It's such a great analogy because it's just, the ability to say, well, there's no other option than to keep on going. Yeah, if you're right. in the middle of a, a, a round and you yeah. get clocked to the face, but you've got another minute and a half to go, <laughs> yeah, you've got you're to... not going to say, I've, I've had enough, thanks, mate, I'm leaving. Yeah. No, you can't. You're in it. Like it. You can't be yeah. punch You can the... see people that punch out. You can't. You take the shot. If you're tired, you grab them and there's all tricks. There's tricks. Yeah. Hold them, lock their hands, spit yeah. your gum shield out so you pinch more seconds, pull the tape, yeah. pull your lace. Bring all this into the acting. So what I'm saying is it's nice to have a completely different background to draw from, but that background has forced you to be competent at staying in the ring. And, and, and not dropping the guard yeah, and, and, and just being well, in see, that's it. That's what I'm saying. And then in the when I'm in the ring, or yeah, whoever's in the ring, they got trainers in the corner. Do you understand what I'm saying? So in this we haven't. Who come up with me today? What what what, what No what, one, my on my yeah. own. No one's going to come with me and say, do you know what? I'll warm you up, ready, come on. Oh, I'll tell you what, so well, that's, when you got, that's when you've got mates. That's when you've got yeah, mates. Do you know I mean? to come like, do, yeah. you want to do some lines with me? Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. do it yourself. Yeah. In, in the moment, like, let's say, for example, I'm picturing to a client from my idea I have. The one thing I try to do is I try to forget who I am. Right. So I try to stop even thinking. I just try to speak and I just try not to think. Even think about my speaking. I just go, I flow. I just see what comes out, right? The way I'm doing it right now. I'm, I'm thinking, but I'm also, I'm saying what I'm thinking in the moment. I'm not thinking stream about- Stream of consciousness. Yeah, I'm streaming of consciousness. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say. I'm just saying it. It's like no feel, I'm just saying it. In terms of like, when you're in the moment and you're acting or you're boxing and you're in the military, or you're acting, what process do you do in the moment? What, how do you go about doing it? So I guess sometimes like, when you're doing creative work or when you're trying to make anything, that voice in your head can actually stop you from even beginning. It's like going is, I think, the hardest part for a lot of people. Just getting the, the momentum. I think with, I can't remember who said it, but the magic is between action and cut. So all the preparation 
that comes before that moment is what gets you ready for that moment. So it's not just learning the lines, it's understanding who that person is, where they come, you know, uh, what have they just come from and what are they going to, what's their through line and, and what's their intention. I, I used to get so freaked out. Yeah. that suddenly someone would say action and I'd be blah, 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 and I'd try and get the words out and then yeah. suddenly it says cut and I'm like oh thank Christ it's over yeah, right. and that's not a very good thing yeah for sure but actually some people find the whole concept I'm really into this concept of flow flow yeah so it's by the psychologist the Russian guy right no I know it very well yeah. um, and my flow weirdly enough as a Cornishman is surfing oh right nice so I I had to deal with some PTSD coming out of the military yeah. um, and part of the the process was trying to find um, uh, an output of my energy that would allow me my interior monologue to stop right, yeah. and um, so things like uh, not necessarily golf but imagine riding a motorbike around a racetrack even something is something like sewing or right. doing the ironing or washing up yeah. something sure. that is engaging you just enough in the front of your brain mm. that you have to constantly concentrate on what you're doing right, yeah. so there's no time for anything else mm. and that's the same concept of, of flow is that you're in a minute in, in a moment and you're just in it you're not thinking about what you had for breakfast you're not yeah. thinking about what you're doing tomorrow you're just in it and that is like you say hopefully where the magic comes yeah, out yeah it's kind of like you're lost in space and time almost you're not really yeah, and everyone, I think finding that flow is what yeah. all creatives look for. Yeah, for sure. It's like, yeah, it's exactly the same. I think, like, where you find the flow tends to be what you like as well. Agreed, yeah. You know, it tends to be a weird kind of, like, if it takes you out of your head, you should probably do it for a living. But I think you should be searching for flow, and, and yeah. but finding whatever that means for you and what you do. Like, if you're a writer that you you do the hard yards of just sitting down and starting writing and it's shit and it's like oh god I can't do this I'm yeah. getting writer's block and then you just keep doing it and then suddenly yeah, the flow just kicks on yeah. but you might have flow for 30 minutes yeah. you might have it for 3 hours but you achieve something I and mean, that's I just the, uh, one thing I have to ask myself at the end of every day is have you done something that is going to just take you one step further down the track yeah for sure to more flow just not to flow, but for everything that I'm trying to achieve. I've got, I got, I got a question. This is for the listeners, and um, I think I'm going to wrap it up in like five minutes because obviously it's been running on for quite a while. Do you have a cool <laughs> military story? Because, like, seriously, man, like, we uh, all want to. Is there anything you want to, like, share with us? Like, some crazy story in the military, which I actually don't particularly enjoy doing military stories unless uh, you've okay. got a specific question. Uh, have you ever killed someone? That's, that's probably, not that's something I'm going to ask on a podcast. You jumped out a plane with a bank safe. Not with a bank safe, but I have jumped out of a plane. Yeah. Oh, what's it like jumping out of a plane? I want to go skydiving soon. Um, it's it is a one of a kind experience. I mean, it's like the first time you jump out of a plane on your own. It's like being punched in a chest, in, in the chest. Yeah, man. It's um, all the air like push up on your chest and like, no, as in a pure adrenaline. Because oh, like you right. you are inside an aircraft one minute. And then suddenly you're outside of an aircraft the next minute Crazy, and you're at 17,000 feet and you're like, Christ! Yeah, man, that's insane. But then, then you know, when you, when you start hitting your terminal velocity, which is about 200 miles an hour, mm. you feel weightless. You don't yeah. feel anything else. And then suddenly the adrenaline's dissipated. Yeah. You're speeding down to the ground at 200 miles an hour. Yeah. And it's the most amazing feeling in the world. And you can do back flips and front flips and you can track uh, forward through the air. Yeah, man. And it's amazing. It's but, exactly what the same what Will Smith said, man. I was watching a video online. He goes, yeah, I went out skydiving and I jumped out and it was like the best thing ever. Yeah. Do you know what the funny thing is though? Is 
since so I did the tour in Iraq and a tour in Afghanistan and I mm. saw some fairly interesting times there um, since that I haven't really chased any sort of adrenaline junkie activity when I was a kid it was all surfing and skateboarding and, and I'd be jumping off things and I was just trying to find the buzz um, and since I've left the military I'm pretty mellow yellow dude yeah, <laughs> that's why surfing and painting I just suddenly realized there's, there's so much to live for why am I going to chuck myself out of a plane for fun yeah. Uh, but yeah that's like, awesome do you guys want to wrap up with like one piece of advice each what you would give to like young actors and creatives trying to break through the industry or anything it could be anything you want just leave one thing yeah um, thanks for listening guys uh, one thing I'm going to leave you with is never give up because you'll never know how close you were a nice little Christmas cracker one there. Yeah, I tell it myself all the time. I keep saying it to myself. Have you got a snap quote to beat that one? Uh, I'll have a snap, one. snap thought, not a snap quote. Uh, one is never beat yourself up when you get it wrong, mm. but always keep moving forward. Hundred percent. And uh, don't be, don't ever, ever feel ashamed or afraid to ask for help. Yeah. I hear you, man. Yeah, that's another thing as well. There's no ever. There's never ever a silly question. Right, and it's always good to have someone you can open up to, and always ask someone how they are. Yeah, ask, ask, yeah, ask, get as much information as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, send the elevator back yeah. down when you get to the top. Exactly. Be kind, be cool. Yo, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, show today. I'm gonna have all your links to the social medias put below. Um, keep tuned for Baghdad Central, which is gonna be coming out when? In September. In September. Yep. All the social medias are linked below, so you guys can follow them and keep up to date with their life. Alex, Fair, thank you so much. And all I know is I know nothing. Boom. <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a good week. Bye now. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.